And welcome back to another episode of the Business is Pleasure podcast with myself, John L. Francis, and my beautiful business partner that I get to fondle and touch like this, Colette Monique Lybird. So before we start, Colette's upset at me again, guys. If you guys look back at the previous episodes, you guys will see that Colette was up mad at me about various issues, and I guess this time I pissed her off again. Babe, I'm sorry. You don't even know what you're saying. Sometimes I can be really stubborn and just get in my ways and just like find ways to piss you off and everything. But babe, but like, it's never my intention. Sometimes I become like so like self-centered and like egotistical that I forget like I'm, I hurt you, man. I know, babe, and I'm sorry, and I don't ever mean to do it intentionally. Sometimes I do, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes, like, I like seeing you, like, get angry at me. So I'm like, oh, she's mad, like, I gotta make it up to her, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a little twisted part of me where it's like, yo, like, what's going on? Why is Cop making me feel this way? Yeah, I'm not into the twisted stuff. So. You know what I mean? So, babe, I'm sorry. I know I was, like, bothering you today, being, like, not as considering or understanding as I could be and everything, you know? Especially because, like, right now you have, like, so much things you're juggling or, or whatever. So I could be a bit more, like, sensitive or whatever, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I like it. I like seeing you a little frustrated, you know? I don't mind it. You know, something for me to work at, make you feel better. It's like a reward system, you know what I mean? Get her angry, make her feel better, and I feel good. If I make you angry again, no, so... I'm not, <laughs> no. I'm not an experiment. <laughs> but, uh, okay, fair enough, baby. But I am sorry. Do you accept my apology at least? Like, you have to say, like, forgive me. For camera, yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess behind the scenes, it's a whole different story. So, then we start every single podcast, like every other one, babe. How was your week and how are you doing? Mm-hmm. My week is okay. Um, I had a couple of events. Oh, speaking about events, okay. So, they were okay. I think okay is like being extremely nice and like modest to like not hurt anyone's feelings. Yeah, we won't name names, but the event wasn't the greatest. Both events weren't the greatest. Because mm-hmm. I think if you guys take a look, if they take a look on like our previous podcast, we're always like bigging up ourselves like, yo, like this week was amazing, man. Like we had such a good week. Like, you know, we did this, we did that. We had to get this organized for the event. We went to the wholesalers. And these past two events, were really lackluster, you know? The first event really had a lot of people that actually went to it, was a concert slash like an event for vendors, but when in terms of like, customers being able to like interact with the vendors was extremely difficult, because they had everything under like one roof, instead of having it like compartmentalized, so people could, hey, let me experience the, the vendor side of things, but let me also enjoy the concert as well too, right? With them forcing everything under one roof, it just like, really downplayed the whole relevancy of the vendors and everything, you know what I mean? It just made it difficult to sell and interact with people because, like, for one, the music was loud, the lights were low, so, mm-hmm. like, you couldn't really see anything. And then when we were talking to people, they couldn't hear us, so... Yeah, so it was just like, I, th- I think that the idea was good when they like, initially conceptualized it, mm-hmm. but when you actually put it down into practice, there was a lot of holes, so it was just like, come on, guys, you guys could have done a bit better and everything. Yeah, but for their first one, it was good. No, it was like their second one still. But their first time, but not but their first time doing the vendors with the with the whole um, music aspect. Then it was it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't bad. And then the second one, which one was that exactly? The second event. Yeah. Yes. 
weekend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they Okay, but like, how was it? Oh, uh, <laughs> you guys are lucky we're being nice, okay? We don't want to be disrespectful, make you guys feel bad. Yeah, because honestly, but shout out to you though. You tried to ting. There's no, there's nothing wrong with trying to ting. Yeah, you were, you, you did, you did your, your best, but mm. valiant attempt. Mm. But yeah, it just was really, really slow. Like usually these types of events, people are like really eager to get at the stuff. So like, there's usually a lineup from like an hour before the event starts, and this particular one, there was no lineup. And then like it got kind of like two hours in, like still like not that many people really circulating mm -hmm. through. And then yeah, then like some of the vendors started to pack up. Some <coughs> there was one <laughs> there was one vendor that's really popular within Toronto, and he was there. And it took him about ten minutes to realize this show wasn't going anywhere, and he got up and left. I wish we would have followed suit, because that was our problem. We were like a bit too optimistic. Like, yeah, like, this is going to be good, this is going to be good. This and then I also didn't want to be disrespectful, because, like, even though we are paying to be in their event, mm -hmm. so, like, they essentially need us more than we need them, mm -hmm. I think that, I don't know, like, out of respect, like, I would have liked to stay, to at least stay for, like, a quarter of it. Yes, the turnout was not there. And, like, nowhere in, like, the vendor agreement does it say that we have to stay to, like, a de designated time period. But, like, I was giving hope for, like, you know, maybe a few people that did turn up later that, like, they wouldn't be completely disappointed because, like, half of the people weren't there anymore. You know what I mean? So, like, I was kind of trying to, like, play nice, I guess I could say. But, yeah, I wish I would have left earlier for sure. No, definitely. And I think in terms of the way, like, they constructed their customer service, I would have liked them to be a bit more engaging. Where they're like, hey, guys, you know, I know it's really slow right now, you know. Our apologies. We'll try to figure out what's going on and everything, you know. And it wasn't until the end where they were finally like, oh yeah, by the way, they're going to make it up to you guys, you know. And they made like a decent attempt to do so by like offering really good deals from their booth. But I think overall, they have a few kinks to work out. And yes, it was their first event. But for me, it was just so surprising because they said over like 400 to 500 people had actually bought tickets. And no word of a lie, I wish I'm making this up, maybe 30 people came. So maybe... <laughs> Maybe maybe thirty people came. Maybe thirty people came. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for me it's where like, okay, there's a disconnect here. You're telling me between four hundred people came, sorry, four hundred people signed up for tickets, bought tickets allegedly, okay? And only thirty people came. Something doesn't add up. Not at all. So that's for me, that's when I was just like, okay, like I'm just totally confused or whatever. Either these guys just like either lying through their teeth or the people that bought tickets are extremely rich. So they don't care and they can waste money like that. So or there was like a, I don't know, like a glitch. <laughs> yeah, maybe they think it's this weekend coming up or something. I, I, I don't know. But I think overall what was nice though, one, I think a couple good things that we got the event was that we remained consistent for the most part. Yeah. We ensured that for like the 30 people that came around and gave out 30 business cards, we talked to everyone. And it was nice seeing other vendors that we see at different shows. Mm -hmm. They're like, ah, oh, these guys again, you know what I mean? And it's nice though, because like, Doing events like that are really how you build your personal brand with the business, how people yeah. put a face to the business. So I think if we would have went in there with like a really negative attitude, like, don't forget this, like, let's leave, let's leave, let's leave early right away, that has the potential to make us look like, well, these guys, they're too good for this event, like, these guys aren't even taking it seriously, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Mm -hmm. And we did take it seriously. We, like, picked a whole ton of stuff specifically for that event. Mm -hmm. We were, like, getting ready, because, like, they, did really good promotions online, like their social media I don't stuff. know how good it was though, because it's like what you said. They had it literally for like 
One week. Maybe I'm No, like what I did see was good, but I don't think the duration was long enough. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, it's summer in Toronto. We only have nice weather for maybe two months. Maybe maybe two months. So like when I feel like when as soon as like the nice weather hits in Toronto, everyone's like Plan, 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 plan. Every single weekend, everyone has like their whole schedule. Their whole schedule like laid out. So like, if you're trying to promote an event, especially if it's if it's like a little bit outside of Toronto, you need to give people enough time to make that part of their schedule. Like you can't be like, yeah, the ticket sales were up for a while, but like if people want to go to it or people are like finding out about it for the first time, you need to promote that from like a month, a month and a half out, so people can plan like their weekends around it as opposed to being like something that's just like a spur of the moment and they just decide to go like most people like i don't know that i know like a lot of things especially when it's nice out aren't spur of the moment it's no, like it's yeah true. like it's, it's gonna be nice in two weeks or whatever let's go to this like rooftop patio or like it's gonna be nice this weekend let's go to this pool party whatever like it's not you know what i mean yeah and that's the thing everyone kind of has attached within the city and one point i think you really hit on well was the fact that it was outside the city yeah. Toronto and the central parts of Toronto have really good transportation, but to get to a place that's literally like 40 minutes outside the city, it's hard, especially for our demographic, where there are young kids between 14 and 25, a lot of them don't have access to cars. Yeah. Like, you know, and plus it's on a Sunday, so we know the transit's going to be really bad as well too, right? Yeah. So I think they, they might have like missed smaller details where it's going to be like, okay, what potential does this of this limitation of transportation has to affect us and everything, you know what I mean? But then at the same time, we also did another event that was similar to it, that was outside of the city. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember it, was in, it was on Saturday though. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? And it also was in the time of the year, it wasn't it was, it was hot outside. No, it wasn't hot outside. And also, too, yeah, it was March break too, right? Yeah. It was literally March break for, for our demographics, so like, see, see how strategic they were doing that? Yeah. That makes sense, you know what I mean? It's March yeah. break, a lot of push demographics in the outer school, so they're, they're looking for something to do while they're off. Yeah. Bam, give them something to do. That's true. And I think when it comes to planning, one thing I really want to start focusing on planning more is um, in terms of like protecting ourselves from liability within our business. Because what we realize as well is that as much as we're like doing the vintage clothing and stuff and how we work with like different partners in selling high quantities of clothing, what's going to happen if that clothing is lost, stolen, or damaged or whatever, you know? That's when we like at least recoup some of those costs and everything. So I think one conversation we need to have is like insurance. Insurance, insurance, insurance. When we talk about business, sometimes business is not always about making money. One is about saving money and of course protecting your interests. And I think a lot of the times like we kinda like hope for the best. And you know, we gotta start being like a bit more like practical. I think, yeah, I think insurance is definitely, definitely something that we need to have. I learned that I guess we almost learned it the hard way. Okay, which way? That other weekend when you lost your keys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rental. Oh, big, I'm big one thing. Don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I have to let the people know. So he went out, okay? He went out, whatever, with his friends. Decided to bring his wallet, understandably, and the rental car keys, which there was no need to bring that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he brought that. Yes, babe. Okay, we get it. But for whatever reason, he brought that with him. Yes. Long story short, he loses his wallet, he loses his house keys, and the rental car keys. Hold on, don't forget my cell phone. And his cell phone, Mm -hmm. and his vintage Toronto Maple Leafs jacket. So, everything, basically. I was sad. 
Okay. So he, he he lost everything. So the first thing that happens when I when he comes home, he's like, "Yeah, I lost everything." I'm like, "What about the rental car keys?" Because I. you're berating me. Ugh. Oh, you're so irresponsible. Ugh. I never said. Oh my gosh, Darnell. No. Ugh. I never said you were irresponsible. I said you're acting irresponsibly because you're not an irresponsible person, but you're taking irresponsible actions. At the end of the day. So I'm like Googling what's the cost to replace a rental car key. It's like five, six hundred dollars. We just came back from an event and I'm just thinking like, well, we just made a, a little bit over that. Then that, that was just a waste of the event, a waste of our time. You're going to have to put all that money. Well, we're going to put that money in. You would have been putting your own money into that. You're going to help me out though, baby. No, it's our money. Out. It's our money, baby. You're going to help me out. It's, it's our money when it benefits me. <laughs> <laughs> You need to help me out, baby. No. You need to help me out. You need to give me like a one, two dollar. Don't act like that. You need to give me like a two, two dollar. Yeah, some change. <laughs> so anyways, but long story short, the point of this whole conversation, we had insurance. So because of that, they came to our house, picked up the car. Scooped it up one time. Got the I'm like, yo, don't worry about losing the key. We got you, John. Nothing, like, okay, nothing. Cool, cool, There's cool. literally like no losses. Which was a huge benefit for us because in that case we would have lost out on like five, six hundred dollars simply based off of your irresponsibility. And here's the best part. I ended up finding my jacket, finding my wallet, finding my phone, and and the car keys. So I actually ended I didn't end up losing anything, so I wasn't irresponsible. I had just forgotten to pick it up. Which is a huge difference. And you are really lucky because someone could have stolen your stuff. Yo, and oh my gosh. I don't know how fortunate I was just so fortunate for that whole day. A whole day. But yeah, but back to the whole insurance aspect, I think it's going to be a really good idea. Because there are times where we're like ordering so much pieces of like high-end streetwear, and for it to get lost in the mail and it's not to be like properly covered, that can really hurt us. Are you getting sick? Are you so sick? That can like really hurt us in the long run, you know what I mean? So I think it's time for us to like really start thinking towards the future and how we can like really protect ourselves for the long term and not have to like at least be as worried anymore, you know? Hypothetically, let's say we're doing an order for like ten thousand dollars for like some clothing, and then we're supposed to order it for someone, and it gets lost. Like you know, then that's ten thousand dollars we have to like make up out of our own money, you know. Yeah. And for us, that's gonna be it's gonna be a, it's gonna be like somewhat troublesome. It's like crap. Like uh, yeah. what's going on here? And also, it's like bad for our reputation. And like, mm-hmm. say if they're like depending on us, we they we, they put their trust in us, and we're like, oh sorry, I got lost in the mail. And we can't give back your money. Like, like what? What? They'd be like, okay, we're calling the cops. Like, like what? Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think insurance is something that every single business, depending on, of course, how much money you make. If you're only making like three, four thousand dollars a year, I don't think it's something that you should worry about as much, mm-hmm. because those losses, hopefully, you'd be able to like recoup them. Yeah. But I think like where our business is going right now, it kind of doesn't make sense for us to like at least. Take a look into it and see how we can like properly protect ourselves. You know, we're just spreading the risk and we're figuring out ways that, like, like you said, we can be the most protected. Um, along that line, one thing that I really want to focus on, I want us to focus on in the next little bit, is finding like other sources for our clothing. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, like, I get kind of nervous when I'm like going places and I'm picking and I'm like, oh crap, like I didn't really find that much today. What if I don't find that much next week? What if I don't find that much the week after? Like Yeah, it's a probability, right? Yeah, like it's possible. So like I think we really need to focus on finding other warehouses uh, to pick from just in case like 
the supply at one warehouse tends to go down or whatever, or there's like other pickers that are going there. I think that we need to um, just find more and also diversify. So I think like, I remember when we first started our business, we were doing all of our picking from like thrift stores, Value Village, those types of things, which obviously like the markup is higher. Yeah. But I think like we are like missing out on certain pieces sometimes by not picking at those places. Like, yeah, we may be paying a little bit more, but in the long run, we're going to sell it for... We're still going to make a profit. We're still going to make a profit, you know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. So... No, I think that makes a lot of sense too, and especially with one of the warehouses that we have been working with, we kind of like foreseen and getting into like some type of financial hardship mm -hmm. once the minimum wages changes came over in Ontario. Mm -hmm. I just kind of see that firsthand made us realize like, hey, like we really do need to find more places and give ourselves more opportunities to get good quality clothing for our clientele. Or essentially like, we're gonna be dependent upon this place and if they fall, our business will fall as well too, right? Which like, it's like, the worst position to be in. It, it, it's horrible. It's, it's horrible, right? And I think that's why you and I want to start a business in the first place so we don't have to be dependent upon anyone. Yeah. And, and like, by us not finding more warehouses, we're essentially being like, ah, we're putting someone else's hands. But yeah, we're putting the fate up to them and like it depends on if they're going to stay in business or not. What if one day we go there? Even, honestly, the other day, I didn't tell you, but like, um, I went to go pick and for whatever reason, you know, the one the, up here? Yeah. You know the side door? Yeah. It was closed. So I went around to the back, I was like climbing up the ladders, like trying to like peek in through the windows to see if people were in there. Then I ended, cause like I was like, they're probably not gonna answer. Cause you know a lot of times they don't answer the phone. Yeah. So I called and the lady actually happened to answer and she's like, hi, and I'm like, hi, like my name is Colette, like I usually pick here. And she's like, oh yeah, we're here. And I'm like, okay, like the side door's closed. Can someone just open it for me? And she's like, yeah, no problem. But like, for like a split second, no. I was like, this is it. Yeah, like I was this like, oh my it. gosh, like, and not even that, but I was like, I needed to pay <coughs> for that day. Like I needed to. So I was like, crap, like what am I gonna do? And like, I don't wanna have that feeling, you know? Like I wanna be able to be like, oh, if they're closed, okay, cool, I'll drive down here and go to this one. Oh, if that supplies low, okay, I'll go down. Spread the risk. Yeah, like just like more options, you know what I mean? And I know even though we like do a lot of like the high-end streetwear stuff, like the babes, the Supremes, and the off-white, I think one thing we should also be focusing on as well is the lower grade high-end stuff as well too, right? And again, that goes to spreading the risk. And I think yeah. with the clientele that we have with Vinted, it's really good. Because we have, we have a demographic that will spend maybe between like 10 to $50 on an item from anywhere from jackets to t-shirts to like tear away pants but then we have a clientele that will spend up like $500 on a sweater but then we don't have that medium clientele as well too right mm -hmm. so I think us like going into like different brands that are fit in between that medium range that will allow us to like enter into a new market and also just allow us to get more eyes on ourselves as well too right yeah, it goes back sure. to what you're saying spreading the risk yeah. spreading the risk yeah for sure and I think like we've kind of sort of branched out into that a little bit because like before we used to be more strictly like just vintage and like specifically vintage and then we kind of branched out into like that high-end streetwear and I also think we're kind of dabbling into like the the used you know what I mean so the it doesn't you just like used clothing oh yeah yeah so, yeah, like, yeah it doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. have to be like vintage but if I have like 
a brand new like Adidas sweater that's used. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna sell it. You know yeah, what I mean? Whereas like before we'd be like, oh, it's not. It's too new. It's too new. It's too new. Put it back. You know. Whereas now it's like it sells and it's still like in line with like the quality of clothing that we're trying to provide. So why not sell it? You know. Yeah, and I think that's what's good about this whole clothing aspect as well too. When we initially started, we didn't really understand because my idea of vintage before was something that was used. Yeah. And that was the wrong concept, you know yeah. what I mean? Vintage is literally a period of time. Yeah. You know? And so now that we kind of come back full circle, but we do do the vintage of stuff that's really good quality, a bit older, and also has like historical significance to various people. Mm -hmm. And then we do the used stuff too, right? Stuff that people just don't want anymore. It's really good, it's really good condition, mm -hmm. but it doesn't fit in the niche of vintage. Yeah. So it's kind of nice how we dabble in like so many different areas as well too. It allows us to spread our risk. Mm -hmm. We're using that word today. Mm -hmm. um, have a further reach with our clientele. And most importantly, have more options to pick from. And that's what's really, really important about everything too, right? Yeah. But, and at the end of the day, like, vintage is only going to last for so long. Like, everything uh, everything only lasts for so long. I think we talked about this earlier, but, like, everything only lasts for so long. So, like, I feel like it's really important for us to be, like, mindful of, like, what's the next big thing. Because, like... I never want to be one of those companies that like archetypes ourselves into like doing one thing and even though we know that one thing's not working we refuse to like branch out and it's like at the end of the day like i'm not we're not like a vintage company we're not we're not anything specific company we're not like a hype beast company or like uh, a recent we're, we're in the business of selling anything that you want uh -huh. preferably fabrics but you know anything that you want we can provide it for you yeah yeah and that's what's good too, like we're also trying to be brokers, you know what I mean? Yeah. We see one group of people over here, we see another of people over here, and we're the middle man that's going to get from A to B. And to like C. we're not super emotional about our product, like I'll see people like selling like something vintage and look like, yeah, this is from 1954, I remember when my dad was born, and like... You know, he used to go to the baseball games with my grandfather and they used to get like Snyder's hot dogs and like <laughs> sit in the sunny spot in the stadium. Like no one cares. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day nobody cares about your personal connection to this item. Mm -hmm. They like it because they like it for whatever reason mm -hmm. and they want to buy it. That's it. Or the client may have a personal connection to it. But us personally, we're gonna try to we're gonna to try to keep away from the whole idea of having that yeah, personal connection. No, like I see stuff all the time. There's so many stuff that we pick it. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. If I kept everything, we'd be complete quarters with no money. Like at the end of the day, but we'd have a lot of cool clothing though. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have a lot of cool clothing though. Like we'd have the best the clothes and all the same. And, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that can only get you so far. You know what I mean? We have to like start like a style blog. I'm sure we'd figure out a way to turn that into yeah, a business as well yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, so one last thing before we get going. Um, what are some things you think that we've done a good job of stop doing? And some good things that you think, maybe we should, you know, cut this part out. Cut away the fat so we can be more efficient. Or it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I think like we've gotten really good at like narrowing down which apps work for us and which don't. So like we we still have the same number of apps that we did in the beginning, I would say, but we've just kind of like swapped it in and out for other ones that like haven't been working as well, which I think was really useful. Like we had some apps that were giving us a really hard time that were always like 
siding on the side of the buyer no matter no yeah like no matter what the circumstances were it was always the seller or the buyer is always right the buyer is always right no matter what and it's like at the end of the day like we were losing money at the fault of like somebody just like scamming us half the time being like oh like i never received my package when it's like we know you received your package you know what i mean so like we had to cut that one off. We cut off some like smaller apps that were more local that like just weren't didn't have the numbers for us. Yeah, exactly. Or just like we're like moms trying to find like really cheap stuff for like a dollar for their kids. And I think another good thing that we've been able to do as well is like cut off some events that we know that hey like this is not our demographic. Let's stay from it. The same yeah. fact that you said moms and everything. Oh gosh. And we used to focus more so on like on the oh these moms are gonna. Go to DC Pets for their young kids. Yeah. So we gotta be there as well. Yeah. Okay. Why are you that voice? It's my mom voice. Oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. You know that was a good impression. Don't I don't do know that. what that was. Don't do that. But don't yeah, our, when we first started a business, we thought that moms were our demographic. Or like, not even moms, but like, 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 like young adults and like young professionals. Yeah, yuppies. Yeah, that's not the case at all. So anyways, we learned that out the hard way by going to a few pretty bad events. Yeah. And then we figured out that this isn't working for us, and we changed it up. It's kind of crazy, though, because like, when you look at it, though, those pretty bad events, there were maybe like five? It took about five events to finally realize, like... No, it wasn't that many. Right? I, it wasn't that I many. I think we had like three or four. It was, it was three. Yeah, we had like three really, really bad events. Like, okay, the mom thing is not working. The artisan things not working yeah like anything mixing like arts and crafts and like you know like art made goods that's not even a sentence but you know what i mean like anything that like people are making does not go with clothing no. for whatever reason i don't know maybe it works for other people but like it didn't work for us so all those like craft markets and like those types of things mm -hmm. no i think that's what the best thing about business too and what we've been able to become successful with is trial and Error. If you're not at least trying and figuring out what's going to be working for you, there's no point. And that's why if we bring it back to the beginning of the podcast, was that as long as I know those shows are really bad, but I still give those guys a huge shout out for at least making that attempt to like put themselves out there. You know, yeah. it didn't work out this time. But like but that, but like you work. tried. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even though the event didn't really work out. Mm -hmm. They tried. They put themselves yeah. out there. They they made an event page. They made an Instagram. They made a Facebook. They were promoting it. Maybe should have done a little more. I mean, yeah, but at the end but of the day, you you, you, you learn. They learn. So at least they know if they want to do another event, they can't promote for a week. They need to promote for a month or two months. Or they can't have it wherever they had it. They need to have it at a different location. So it's like it's like even though yeah, it wasn't the best event. It's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that I think like stops people from doing a lot even myself is like you're afraid of failure like at the end of the day failure is not the end of the world yeah. if you fail and you get back up and you or you fail and you wake up the next morning at least you woke up the next day like at least you have another day to try it again like and failure's not your enemy i think a lot of times no, people look at it as failure as that to say oh my gosh i'm not good enough it's like no you are good enough this time yeah but next time maybe you'll even be better mm -hmm. next time you'll be better it's a learning experience exactly you know? exactly and yeah, I guess that's it. That's now. it. Nothing else you want to add? You want to add anything else? Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, I know we probably bore you all the time, but if you do come back and watch multiple videos, thank you so much. We appreciate it.
We probably waste a lot of your time, but if anything here is helpful, not a waste of time. We hope that you do enjoy it. So please like and share so we know that you care. Until next time, peace.